Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hello, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. I'm so happy to be here with all of you today and to talk about boundaries because this is such a big topic and we are close to wrapping up some conversations around this in the up-level experience where we have gone into so much depth and like some of the breakthroughs that I have seen have been quite extraordinary. And so I wanted to come on and talk about this topic on the podcast. It's something that we have spoken about before, but I feel like it just seems to be one of those areas of our life that so many of us struggle with. And especially if you are one of my fellow people-pleasing perfectionist ladies that's listening and to all the awesome men that listen as well, like this may or may not be something that's as difficult or challenging for you. I'm not sure. Everyone's personal circumstances are different, but I really do believe that there is such value in understanding what our own personal boundaries are and to really build some good systems around that so that we are really clear on who we are, where we're going, what we stand for, and what's in alignment with us as well. There is a piece on this, which is around the communication of boundaries, but I do want to talk mostly today around how to actually create these healthy boundaries in your life, whether it is around your business, your career, your relationships, family, health, time, energy. Um, We want to kind of look at all of that. And so, In this episode, we are going to be sharing five steps to creating healthy boundaries in all aspects of your life. Now, before we get stuck into this episode, if you do enjoy this episode, if you get something valuable from it, I would love if you could take a moment to subscribe, rate the review, rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to it. It really does help the show to grow and ensure sure that we are reaching the right audiences and equally take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Lara underscore Nassessian underscore. I'll link it in the show notes. And I love to see what you take away, what you learn, what resonates with you from these episodes. And I love to reshare those. So Without further ado, let's get stuck into this episode on five steps to creating healthy boundaries in all aspects of your business and life. Now, the first step is to really understand your priorities and understand your values because if you are not clear on what's actually important to you and on what actually matters to you and who you are and what you stand for, then it makes it increasingly more difficult to actually set healthy boundaries because you are not clear on it yourself. And so if you are not clear on who you are and what you stand for and what matters to you, how could you possibly expect anyone around you to 
know that for you. It's just not possible. This is the internal work and responsibility that we all have towards ourselves and to other people is to really get clear on who we are and what we stand for so that other people can then become clear on who we are and what we stand for as well. And this is where some of us get a little bit tripped up around this is we almost expect people to be mind readers and it's like someone crossed this boundary of mine and it's this big ordeal. But actually, how could that person possibly know that that's important to you? How could they possibly be aware of that when you're not embodying it, when you're not talking about it, when you're not practicing it, you're not you know, showing a level of consistency around that being an important thing to you. So the first step is really to get clear on who you are, what you stand for and what your values and priorities actually are. Because when you do this work around your values system and what, what matters the most to you, then you can prioritize your thoughts, your time, your energy around those things. And it almost takes care of itself energetically when you're just someone who stands for these things. And you don't even have to necessarily talk about it or preach about it, but people can just feel energetically that, oh, I wouldn't mess with that person on that because they just wouldn't even entertain that. They just don't do that. And so this is the work that we have to do is get really clear on that for ourselves. This is the work that we have to you know, figure out in our lives is what are my boundaries? What are my standards? What are the things that matter the most to me? What are my priorities in life? And how do I really want to spend my time? And if I'm not clear on that, then I end up just going in accordance and I fall in accordance with other people's boundaries and I fall in in accordance with other people's priorities because if I'm not clear on what it is, then I'm more easily influenced by other people's expectations and and priorities and preferences. So that is really step number one is to get really clear on your personal value system and your priorities. Now, I cannot go into personal value system on this episode. (laughs) Um, That is something that requires a whole lot more detail than I could really cover. But I just want you to think about like what actually is of importance to you and what are your priorities. Now, the second step is to build out a not to-do list. Now, we've all heard of what a to-do list is. But not all of us are familiar with a not-to-do list. And I actually learned this concept from Tim Ferriss and found it to become a hugely beneficial practice in my own life when I started to think about not just the things that were important to me and the things that I wanted to do, but what were the things that I didn't want to do and what were the things that I didn't stand for and what were the things that I was not going to create space or make a priority for in my business or in my relationships or in my life. And so what I actually did was to conduct this exercise of really looking back at the last like few months or year 
and being like out of all of the things that I did, all the activities, all the people that I hung out with, all the events that I went to, all of the things that I signed up for, all the ways that I spent my time, my energy, my resources, what were the things that created the most amount of pain in my life? Or what were the things that actually created the most, you know, um, whether it's pain, discomfort, not, you know, not enjoyment, you know, unenjoyment, if that's a word, you know, what were the things that I, I signed up for or showed up for? And then I was like, why did I agree to this? Like, what are all of those things? Because you want to take like a mental note and you almost want to create a list under the category of not to do list as like a stark reminder for yourself of all of the things that you're not going to do because these people, these things, these experiences actually created the most amount of pain, the most amount of resentment, the most amount of regret, the most amount of discomfort. Like these were not enjoyable things that are in line with your highest values, your highest priority actions. And so actually doing this exercise of reflecting back on the past six months or the past year and identifying what you're not going to do. And as an example, one of the biggest ones that comes up for me was I remember I would just constantly get bombarded off LinkedIn, in particular off LinkedIn, where people wanted to pick my brain for free in exchange for a cup of coffee. So they wouldn't exactly say it that way, but it would be something along the lines of like, wow, Lara, like what you're saying really resonates with me. And I would like love to go for like a cup of coffee with you. I'd love to take you out for a coffee because, you know, I'd love to like, you know, like work on this more in my life or I'd like to like, but it wasn't done in a way of like, hey, Lara, like I know you've got like, you know, mentorship. I know you've got programs. I know you've got courses like, you know, I want to learn from you. Can you let me know what my options are? It was done in a way of in exchange for a cup of coffee, in exchange for a lunch, let me pick your brain. And sometimes they are really obvious about it. Sometimes they will say, hey, can I take you out for lunch because I want to ask you about X, Y and Z. And this is the thing. These kinds of requests are on my not to do list because I am not interested and it is not an equitable exchange for me to give, you know, decades of my own learning, wisdom, work, hundreds of thousands of dollars that I have invested into my own personal growth and development over the years. And to give that all away for, um, you know, $5 cup of coffee or a $20 lunch, like, no, thank you. My time is worth a lot more than that to me. And the equitable exchange in all of this is you get my time and you get my insight and I'll help unlock so much for you in exchange for my hourly coaching rate. And that is an equitable exchange. And if you don't want to pay that, then you don't value or respect my time or my expertise. And frankly, you're not going to value anything that I have to say because you're getting it all for free. And this is why as much as I love doing this podcast, podcasts are incredible, but podcasts 
are going to not necessarily be the place that your entire life like unfolds and like you have this huge block that's been like uncovered and like that is the magic that happens in a one-on-one private coaching container so it is impossible for this to be completely personalized to an individual because this is you know this is sharing something from my experience from my perspective from what i've learned without knowing anything about your personal circumstances so to intimately understand the infrastructure of someone's life and be able to see where their blind spots are and what's been you know blocking them and what they need to like really unlock in order for that next level to really you know for them to be able to step into that next level like those are the things that happen in a private one on one container not you know for free and so even if i were to you know exchange an hour of my time for a 25 dollar you know cup of uh, not a 25 dollar cup of coffee but like you know a 5 dollar cup of coffee or 25 dollar lunch that's not an equitable exchange for me because i'm just going to end up resenting that exchange and it's actually taking time away from me doing the podcast it's taking time away from me working in my coaching containers in my programs in with my one-on-one clients who are the ones that are really ready and willing and wanting the transformation and are willing to actually put their heart on their line and they're actually willing to put their you know some money to some skin in the game that actually makes this like important enough to them where they actually want to show up on time and like soak up every single thing like I remember the first time that I ever invested in a coach it was with my coach Chris who specializes in executive communication and and executive presence and you know the the first time I ever met Chris it was like such a daunting experience for me but that was like I could have bought two pairs of designer high heels in the, for the cost of that one two hour long session that I had with him. And do you know how much I got out of that session because I had skin in the game? Because that at the time for me was like a lot of money to put down for a two hour coaching session. Like that was a lot for me back then. But I did it and I got so much out of the experience because I was willing to put skin in the game. And you bet that I soaked up every single minute of those two hours that I spent with him so much more than if it was like some free seminar that I had like shown up to. And so it's not even like it's not even a serious way of getting transformation if you think that you can just buy someone a cup of coffee and in exchange get like you know two hours of their time their valuable insights and all of the things that they've like it just doesn't work like that and so i made it like a rule like a long time ago because i used to struggle so much with this where I would have people reach out to me and because I care so much about humans, because I care so much about the experience of other human beings and my whole life's mission is around helping people and calling their greatness to come forward, 
it plays on my heartstrings. Well, it used to play on my heartstrings <laughs> until I developed really good boundaries around this because I would just want to help and I'd be willing to help for free. And I would be willing to coach people like in my DMs. And it's like, I realized that not only is that doing me and my business a disservice because it's taking away from the real impact that I need to create in my community and in my, in my world in my life for the people that really want this insight, this information, but it's also doing the other person a disservice as well, because it's impossible for me to effectively coach someone in my DMs, like in the same way that I would be if I was intently giving them like an hour of my time and I was fully present to them and doing nothing but actually giving that person my undivided presence and attention. And because I do that, I see things in them that I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what this is and I can call things out and I can help unlock and give them the breakthroughs that they need so that they can really progress forward in whichever area it is in their life, in their business, in their work that we're talking about. And so I did set this boundary for myself where I was like, I am not doing any coffee meetings. I'm not doing any kinds of requests where people want to pick my brain or get my advice for free. I'm not doing that anymore. And so I stopped doing it. And every now and then I can like, I can feel myself like going down that road and I'm like, ah, 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 ah. no, 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 no. Like we've come too far to come this far, you know? And so this has been like my work to really do this. And so having this like not to do list has been incredibly impactful and effective for me. And I know it has been for my clients who I've taught this to as well, because you get really clear on what you're not going to do. And what I was not going to do was do any kinds of coffee meetings or picking my brain for free in exchange for a $5 coffee. I can buy my own $5 coffee. Like I have no problem buying my own coffee every single day and for the rest of my life. Like I'm really good and I don't need you to do that for me because it's not just an hour of my time. It's actually time Time. That hour is taking time away from my business. It's taking time away from my actual clients. It's taking time away from me creating in my business. It's taking time away from my thinking time, my contemplating time, because in that hour I'm giving you plus the travel time, plus the commute, you know, plus the getting ready, getting to the, going to the place. It's like it all stacks up and it's just something that I am unwilling to do at this part of my career and my life. So I would love you to look at what are the things in your life that you are not willing to do anymore because every time you do it, you end up resenting it because it's not an equitable exchange. And those things can go on a not to do list. Equally, it could be some person that you hung out with that is completely toxic and you left that exchange feeling completely depleted, exhausted, frustrated. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to spend time hanging out with this person anymore because nothing good comes from it other than this toxicity. And I don't need this in my life. And let me put that in exchange on my not to do list. And so that has been an incredibly powerful tool to use. I want you to own your ambition, get the right support and learn how to level up your life. But how do you harness that ambition, find the right support and learn how to level up without the overwhelm, having to do it all alone and with limited bandwidth? 
introducing the up-level experience. My community of women owning their power, doing life together, and learning how to level up with a combination of live virtual sessions, masterclasses, hot seat coaching, guest speakers, community access, and so much more. Take your personal finances, health, and relationships to the next level. Get exclusive access, resources, and connections. Learn the tools, tactics, and strategies that work for you and experience it whenever and wherever you are. I love seeing the transformation already taking place, like the feedback in this email. It's put a spotlight on the areas where I'm self-sabotaging and also playing small. I'm becoming much more clear on the steps I need to take to get to the level I want to be, but not getting overwhelmed by the steps ahead of me like I would have in the past or this DM I received. The up-level experience has enabled me to step into my personal power and become a high-worth, high-value woman. I've learned to get up and move no matter what. I've been prepared to make big shifts in my life, which I previously would have felt overwhelmed by. So in love with the energy inside this container. Is it time to invest in yourself and step up a level in life? I want to help you do just that. And that's why as a Boston Hills listener, you'll receive a VIP upgrade on sign up, which includes a 60 minute one-on-one call with yours truly valued at $555. Places are limited. So for more information on how to join, click the link in the episode show notes. It's your time to shine with the up-level experience. The third step is in in creating these healthy boundaries is to fill up your schedule with high priority actions because like we touched on when you're not sure on what your priorities are then you become more susceptible to falling into somebody else's priorities and part of becoming this like high worth high value individual is to become the kind of person that is so busy living this full life, doing the work that lights them up, creating an impact. They're on their mission. They're doing big things in the world. And they do not just make time for anything and everything in their life because their schedule, their life is so full. And that's why sometimes when you approach really successful people, and I know this because it's like I've approached lots of really successful people for my podcast and for other collaborations in business, etc. And I know how busy they are. And I know that they are very protective of their time. And I know that they are only interested in taking on opportunities where there is an energetic match for that opportunity and where there's an equitable exchange. And so you know, the the role in approaching these people is, well, how could you make it worth their while as well? You know, how could you make this not just a favor that you're asking them, but something that they're actually going to get out of it as well? And so really actually filling up your day and filling up your schedule and filling up your time, not just with stuff, but with things that are actually aligned with who you are, and the kind of person that you want to become. And when you fill up your schedule with high vibe, high priority actions, then you start to treat yourself like a high worth, high value individual. And then in doing that by default, you know, people then start to energetically fill that shift with you. And 
you've gone first. Like you have created this for yourself first and then other people start to experience you as this person who's got a lot of big things to do and has got a lot of important work to do. And it is so much easier to turn someone down when your schedule is already full with the stuff that actually matters to you. When you are actually busy, when and I'm not saying busy for the sake of busy, but when you're actually productive, when your life and your schedule is full with incredible things and you genuinely enjoy the experience of your life and you're doing the work that lights you up, then it's really easy to turn things down that aren't in alignment with that because you're really clear on who you are, what you stand for, and your schedule reflects that. Whereas when you're not clear on it, then you end up just filling your schedule with everyone else's stuff and whatever else comes your way, you'll just do it and you'll just say yes and you won't think about it and you won't actually think about is this an alignment with who I am and what I stand for and where I want to go in my life. And so actually schedule, you know, filling up your schedule with things that are important to you, things that matter to you means that you have less of an opportunity to fill it up with things that aren't in alignment. And it's become really easy for me to say no to things because I'm so clear at this point of my life, at this point in my career, I'm super clear on who I am. I'm super grounded in the person that I am. I know what matters to me. I know what my mission in this life is. I know what matters to me. And so it's very, very, very easy for me to distinguish between what's in alignment and what's not. And if something's not in alignment and if something's not actually, you know, speaking to me and my highest values and my highest priorities, then I'm not interested. And it's easy for me to turn down people, things, opportunities now Because I'm like, well, that's not in alignment with who I am and where I want to go. Whereas when I wasn't so clear on it, every single invitation and request became this thing that I used to grapple with. Like, should I go? Shouldn't I go? I didn't know because I wasn't clear on any of those things that I've just specified. So really just like filling up your schedule with the things that are in line with who you are and your highest priority actions and your highest values is key. The fourth strategy (laughs) is, again, not something that I can actually teach in detail in a podcast episode, but something to be really mindful of is people-pleasing tendencies. Because so many of us live our life wanting to please anyone and everyone. And what I learned the hard way is that it is completely impossible and unrealistic to do that, even if you really, 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 really just want to make everybody around you so happy and love you and like you so much, it's not going to happen. Because here's the thing, even when I was that way and even when I tried so hard to please everybody else, Not only was there someone who'd be so angry and annoyed because I didn't do things in the exact way that they expected me to, but I ended up being the one who ended up resentful, burnt out, depleted. And frankly, it was upsetting because I had tried so hard and it still wasn't enough. It still wasn't right. Like 
Are you kidding me? It's impossible to please everyone else, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you want to. And I really learned that the hard way. And so there is so much work that can be said around overcoming people pleasing. But what I would say is like, just to notice like where you're doing this, like where you're overstretching, where you're overgiving and where you're feeling resentful and just being aware and mindful of that can be huge because sometimes we just do these things on autopilot because we've always done them. And just because you've always done something is not necessarily the right reason or the correct reason to keep doing it. And so at every stage of our life, we have this personal responsibility to ourselves to really look at what's in alignment. And that thing that I used to do all the time without even questioning it, how do I feel about that thing now? And why am I doing it? And why do I feel this need to do that? And let me look at this area, Look at let me look at this arena of my life and be like, why am I doing that? And this is really the work of like one-on-one coaching and, and a lot of my private clients that I work with we do this kind of work at such a deep level where they have the biggest breakthroughs and shifts and realizations about where they've been doing in this in this life and why. But just something to be mindful of because, you know, part of these having these healthy boundaries is actually tidying up this work within ourselves and looking at these areas of our life where we are overstretching and overgiving and and usually we can trace that back to something that's happened quite early in our lives. And so not something I can really delve into (laughs) in a podcast episode, but really like these people pleasing tendencies that we have that needs to be looked at. And just, I just want to give you the awareness of that in this episode, that that is something to look at. If that is, if you identify as a people pleaser, then this is the work that we have to do because it's like this is not sustainable usually and it ends up us feeling burnt out, depleted and often become passive aggressive because we're resenting it deep down because it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel in alignment. And I'm a really big advocate in giving. I give so much in my life. I love to give. I love to give. And I learned that there's a difference between giving from a place of I want to give versus overgiving from a place of I feel like I have to give and that they're two very, very different energetic frequencies in that. So that is step number four is to really do the inner work to overcome those people pleasing tendencies. And honestly, like if you, if this is something you need to work on and you want to work in a private one-on-one coaching capacity, then you can reach out to me via the details in my show notes. Cause this is the work that I do with a lot of my clients. If this is something that is like a sticking point for you. And then the fifth and final point, and the reason why I'm, I'm leaving this to the end is, is communication of boundaries because A lot of the work in boundaries I've learned is around the energetics of the boundaries is not even having to say the words of this is what I do and this is what I don't do, but actually it's like an energetic knowing of I just don't do that and I don't even need to explain myself and I don't need to justify it. And the thing is that sometimes we need to communicate our boundaries when you know, about when we are saying that we don't want to do something. So for example, in the, 
in the not to do list and the not coffee meeting, it's like, I've got a script that I use now that I go back to people and I say, thank you so much. I'm so flattered that you thought of me in this way at this stage. Um, you know, I have actually set a personal policy that I'm no longer taking any coffee meetings because I'm focusing on other areas of my business at this point. But, you know, here are some other ways that you can, you know, get in touch with me or you can listen to my free content or here's a link to my podcast or whatever it might be where you can actually get the kind of help that you are seeking. And it's not something that I struggle with anymore because there is an energetic boundary there. And I found that ever since I instilled this energetic boundary, less of those requests have been coming through. Whereas when I was really open to doing all of those things and I used to struggle and grapple with every request, those kinds of requests came through thick and fast. Like I would receive at least one message a day of that nature or at least one to two messages on LinkedIn of someone wanting to meet up with me for something. And usually it was not an equitable exchange. And so I found that the communication is like the last piece of it because it's like either one of these has come through and I need to get back to them and say, no, I don't do that because of these reasons or someone has crossed a boundary and someone has done something that isn't in alignment with how I go about doing things. And so, for example, and I'm just going to create an example right now, this hasn't happened, but if I were to meet a a friend for lunch and you know I'd allocated an hour for that lunch and that friend showed up 30 minutes late then I would be having you know a pretty firm conversation with that friend and unless there was something like some kind of emergency situation and it's like this is like really like a one-off thing that it's like never happened to them before or there's some unexplained accident that's happened that like, honestly, I've, I've done this once or twice, like where it's like I've been super late to something because there was something completely outside of my control. Like there was some kind of huge accident, you know, and I'm not talking about those one off things that just like happen once in a while and it's completely out of your control. But if this is like a habit or a theme where you, someone's constantly showing up late and leaving you waiting all the time, then that's not something that sits well with me personally because I respect my time and I respect the time of other people. And by showing up late, you're showing me that you don't respect my time and that you think that your time is more important than my time. And it's not. It's just as important as each other. Time is time. And so I would have a, you know, a firm conversation and I would say, hey, like I, I, I really love you and I really value this friendship, but you showing up this late and I've noticed that this has been a bit of a trend is not something that I'm okay with. And, you know, this is something that's really important to me and I really value our friendship. And is this something that you think you could work on moving forward as an example? And so like you don't have to unleash on people and you don't have to lose it at people, but you can have a very mature, 
thoughtful, intentional conversation about it. And you can communicate your boundaries in a very emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent way where you're telling someone that what they did was not okay. And there's an ask that the behavior is corrected in the future. And if it continues, then, you know, you can step into some, you know, further communication or, or, decisions around that. But the communication of the boundaries is the last part of it because until we are clear on who we are and what we stand for, then it becomes very convoluted to try and communicate boundaries that are very wishy-washy and keep changing and you're not even clear about what they are. And so it's very confusing for the person on the receiving end who's like, well, that didn't matter to you yesterday and today it does or that mattered to yesterday and today you don't care with that person, like there's an inconsistency there. And so we have to get really clear on what we stand for, what our boundaries are and what feels good for us energetically. And then the last piece is communicating them in a really calm and respectful manner and having like these personal policies around what you stand for and what you don't do is hugely beneficial because like I mentioned in the coffee meeting example, I've been able to create templates to things where I'm like, I know I don't do that. And it's a personal policy that I don't do that. And it's nothing personal about you. This is a personal policy about me. And it doesn't matter who it is. This is not something that I'm going to do. And so they are the five strategies to create healthy boundaries and and to you know learn to sort of say no to the things that are not in alignment with who you are and where you want to go and so just to recap the first step is to really understand your values and priorities and get really clear on what they are the second step is to create a not to do list for all of the things that you're not going to do moving forward the third step is to fill up your schedule with high priority actions that are actually in alignment with who you are and where you want to go. The fourth strategy is to do the work to really overcome those people-pleasing tendencies. And the fifth part is then in the communication of the boundaries and learning how to say no in a really emotionally mature, respectful and graceful manner. And it is possible. I believe it's possible. I really have embodied all of these things that I have taught and shared in this episode. And I really encourage you to look at all of the areas of your life where you're overstretching, overgiving, or maybe being really inconsistent, where you are lashing out at someone because they have done something to you, but then you're not really clear on what you stand for. And so it can be very confusing on the receiving end of that. So like, this is the work that we have. You can look at this as like your little homework until we come back with a new episode. I would love to hear from you in terms of what you have taken away from this episode, any golden nuggets, any insights, anything that has really illuminated this concept of boundaries and how you've thought about it previously. I would love to know. Tag me on Instagram at Lara underscore Necessian underscore and I would love to reshare your post. So thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate you all so much and I will be back soon with another episode of the podcast. Take care, everyone, and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. 
be sure to visit bossandheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.